Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. I'm Day Peace, a comedian person who, uh, I'm gonna tell you about the movie I was in. Let's jump into this shit. Oh, first of all, let me just back up real quick. I apologize. Want to say thank you guys for rocking with me for, uh, kind of, uh, I mean, during this very, very difficult time. It's weird. First, I don't know how weird it is. I got my check today. Y'all get y'all check. It's great. I don't know what I'm going to buy first. I know, like, here's the thing about money, like, in checks, in me, specifically. Like, when I had a job, like, a regular 9 to 5, like, every check, I had an idea of what I was going to buy. And then I get the check, and that went out the window. You know, like, unless it was, like, a bill, like, it was, like, mandatory shit that you had to buy. I was like, fuck that, I want, I, I got new money. I, it's that new money. That's what it is. Um, let me just, I, I, here's what happens on this podcast. Uh, I just start rambling and I go on rants and I go on tangents and that just, it, that's what happens. But it's very necessary for me and my growth. So this is a podcast with a comedian that talks about whatever the fuck he thinks about next. So thank you guys for tuning in. Going back just a little bit. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a very difficult time. I just want to say thank you guys for kind of tuning in. Hopefully you guys have uh, listened to a couple of episodes. You now have, you know, like a, a favorite. You have an episode that you really enjoyed. Uh, maybe you had one that you skipped a little bit through. He's like, nah, he ain't talking about shit. This episode, uh, I want to talk about two things specifically. Um, I'm calling it. I already got the title. Like, I've been talking about this for the last two episodes. I'm calling it career suicide because I am I want to talk about things the way I want to talk about them that you're not supposed to talk about. You're not supposed to talk about clubs and celebrities and people that you work with. And and, and it's not, you know, you, you in, in this business, you're supposed to, like, you know, play play nice and shake hands, kiss babies and, and you know, like, you fuck your way to the top, but you don't ever talk about it. Nah, nah. Uh, I think I just want to get these this off, and um, then the the first thing let me get to that is that I wanted to talk about is is the movie that I that, that I did. I was in a movie that just never like nothing ever came of it, and uh, I'm slightly still sad about it. But uh, I got a four hundred dollar check, which was great because this was right during that time I was in transition between we were getting ready to leave Iowa and. Uh, well, my, my, actually my, my wife and, and kid, they, they had already left, you know, they, they left pretty much like at the beginning of the summer and I ended up kind of staying to, to do this movie, which is very all independent. And, uh, it was about two weeks to, to film really, it really was like a good, you know, I probably say for me and my schedule, I probably had like a good eight days you know, and, uh, it's the first time I really did any quote unquote professional acting. It was kind of funny how everything kind of came together. So I'm gonna take you back to that. Um, and then ultimately I just, I'm just going to have fun. Just want to, I do these, I do this solo just so I could just, you know, jabber and ah, let, let, let the wheels spin, you know, let them come out. Let me figure out what it is that, uh, I need to get off my spirit. So, uh, we're going to go right back to, uh, 2016, 2016. And here's where I'm at in comedy right now. Or like, here's where I think I'm at in comedy. I'm making waves, bitch. Like I'm doing, like I'm doing all right. I had, uh, <laughs> I started producing 
comedy shows, which was really just like when you produce a comedy show, essentially what you're doing and saying is, hey, I can do what other people do, but I can do it better. And uh, I was at this point where I'm like, yo, there's a lot of black comics that are out here, but we're not particularly working together or at least we're not working well together you know it's, it could be ego it could be you know mostly it's ego it's like, like it pretty much comes down to ego and jealousy and he got what i want or she doing this that and the other and uh regardless 2016 is probably when i'm like i'm 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 doing things i'm making moves doing doing shit doing big uh and I really sort of got randomly hit up by this young lady who really, you know, like it sounded very spamish. Like, hey, you wanna be in a movie? You know, like basically like she she like, you know, sent a bunch of stuff through Messenger, just kind of uh slightly explaining who she was and and you know her production and and what they're looking for and uh i'm pretty sure she just kind of stumbled across me on facebook and i kind of i kind of swerved her you know i kind of like ignored her for the first set of of um you know uh messages and then i don't know i don't know what it was like like as i'm thinking about it now i don't know what it was that made me like click and like give it you know let me respond let me whatever but i know basically i was just kind of like not interested and i kind of just told her that i was just like hey i'm not an actor you know what i mean like in my mind at this time all i am is a stand-up comedian like that's all i am that's all i'm trying to be i ain't trying to i ain't will smith bitch like I, i'm just trying to tell jokes make people laugh that was my main focus uh the the project uh was called elastic heart you can actually go on YouTube and uh, you can type in Elastic Heart, which is uh, they they have they have their they have their own trailers. But on my day piece uh, comedy YouTube page, you can actually go there and you can see one of the trailers. I don't know if I have both trailers on there, but there was a couple of different versions of of the official trailer, and you could just kind of check it out it, it's a uh, it's basically like a love story it's a romantic comedy and uh i get to play um the main character best friend so i'm like the comic relief and i just jumped super far ahead in the story i apologize but i get so excited i want to get all this out uh and also I am missing major details, like major details where if I would have just spent a few minutes uh, right before uh, pushing record, I probably would have been able to like give you this well, you know, articulate, you know, uh, like I could have just laid it all out, you know, from point A to point B, have all the production names correct and and the director and the I, I don't got a lot of that, okay? I'm just I'm going off memory, okay? We'll see what happens. So, so I kind of just told her, like, through messaging, ah, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm not an actor. I don't I don't this, I don't that. And she really was kind of persistent. I, I, honestly, to this day, even, and we've talked about it, I don't know what it was that made her be persistent specifically with me, but uh, it, it really encouraged her so so her name is um 
Sandy. Let's just let's just get let's get some names out. I don't want to put first and last names, but you you can see that through like if you look at the credits and everything on IMDb, IDB, IBBW, BBC. Yeah, I am the the thing with the movies. Um, but so Sandy, so I, I like I don't know what it was that made her like be persistent with me, but uh, her and her friend uh, Marcus, who was actually. Uh, the director of of the movie it was his first like independent full feature like these two people they in the business like i didn't realize like arizona at this time had this like huge you know independent film organization like it was it was pretty impressive and everybody that i i worked with that was a part of or in attached to this this movie was just phenomenal like really great like the best people to work with uh especially for our first experience in my opinion and i i had a i had a i had a ball i just had a i had a really great time it was it was it was probably one of my favorite like you know like i was like i was i was sad to leave and i was excited to show up the next day and uh it was it was it was just re- it was really fun so uh i don't know what 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 really encouraged her to be persistent and pursue me however i had a comedy show coming up just something that was that was you know on on my schedule and i i i'm i want to say i invited her um and i think what i was really trying to do was at this time i was really just promoting myself in the show you know, like, I was just kind of like, hey, I got this show. If you're trying to see me, this this is how you can do it. You know, like, I, was, I was real, like, sedity with it. Like, I was really like, hey, that's where I'll be. If you want to see me, you be there, too. And uh, I think the first show uh, that I that I was, like, telling her about, she couldn't she couldn't make it. And it, it happened to be one of the shows that I was producing. Uh, it, it's a series that I... I call Fade to Black, and I think this was like, I don't know, Fade to Black th- three, uh, maybe four at the time. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. It probably was four because it was uh, it was in April ish. The movie we started filming in June, so I'm assuming it was probably April. But she couldn't make it to that, so uh, I had this other show that was that was coming up that wasn't really a big show. Um, but it was a really nice spot. It was in Scottsdale and Scottsdale was like, oh, you fancy. So it was a really like nice little setup, um, ran by, uh, this, this young lady who is so deep. She's so knee deep in, in the comedy right now that I absolutely love her. Who really just started off as like a fan, but her name is Hillary Hudson. I'm gonna put all her business out there because she is so phenomenal and like influential when it comes to the Phoenix comedy scene where she took over a comedy festival called Big Pine Comedy Festival that is just uh, an amazing experience to go to and perform and be a part of but also just you know like she you know started working with some of the clubs and she just started really kind of doing really really big things she uh, had a show like this is kind of one of her, her like she's just kind of starting to get into comedy so she what she would do is she would kind of like she found a spot and then she would just kind of like put her favorite comics on and uh i was blessed to be one of them 
So she had the show. I did her show. I went there and they showed up. Uh, Sandy and Marcus. They actually sat in the front row, which was kind of weird because Marcus is a black dude. And, you know, it's like, hey, what's up, bro? Uh, and uh, Sandy is um, Asian. She's an Asian woman. <laughs> and uh, so they, they stand out. Like, as soon as you walk in, you're like, you know, hey, uh, you're, you're you and you're that's who you are. And the set that I had was, I don't, I don't know. I think... I think I just wanted, I don't know if it was like, hey, I want to work on these jokes. I don't really remember the mind frame, but I just remember doing like a certain set of jokes that all hit and resonated with Marcus, you know, like black dude or a white woman um, and and, a mixed kid. Like whatever I was saying, he was just like, I feel that, you know what I'm saying? Like he's speaking to me. And that really was like, hey, we, we've seen enough. We would love for you to be a part of this. But I wasn't in the movie after that. What what happened was I was really just, hey, on their radar of, hey, we think this guy would be great for this part because kind of the character had a lot of Marcus in him. Like when he was writing the character, there were some things that, that um he, he felt really connected to. So he wrote this character named Daryl and... Uh, from from my like little set that I did it just kind of like hey I can see him being this person so I had to do the audition and again never done like a movie audition didn't know what to eat or or bring like I was just like what the fuck um and then I also have I I have this weird thing I mentioned this on a on a previous episode but I have this weird thing about me where it's like nigga can I be me can I be me 100% when I want to be or do I got to be the version of of me that you want me to be? And I, I, I think I run into that a lot. And I still do. I think I still do. Uh, especially being out here in Iowa where uh, it snows a lot. And I'm not talking about actual slow snow. I'm talking about I'm talking about the white people. But, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so I, I, I didn't know what to really do with this audition. You know, I didn't know how to, how to come, how to dress, how to this, how to that. Um, but I just show up in, in, in a, you know, decent clothes. Um, I like, I didn't dress up or down really just, you know, some, some, some jeans and, and I don't think I had a t-shirt. I think I had like a polo or something, you know, something that like, Hey, you can go to, to, you can go to some church, some churches in this. The weirdest thing, this has nothing to do with anything, but the weirdest thing about like church sometimes, like I grew up where you dressed up to go to church like jesus did not expect you to come into anything less than a suit and a tie nigga like it was it was crazy like and then like i moved to minnesota i think minnesota is when i really started uh seeing people just like oh put my dirty jeans on (laughs) put my shorts my cargo shorts on and sandals like i know jesus had sandals on but that didn't mean you supposed to wear sandals and go to church it was just it was really like a culture shock um I think there was a lot of cultural shocks that I experienced leaving Detroit and going to Minnesota and, and just kind of learning things differently. But uh, yeah, like going to church, like in like just a t-shirt, like in just regular clothes, like you didn't do this. So I, I kind of had a, a Minnesota church outfit, you know, like something that wasn't super dressed down, not super dressed up, but. You know, I go there and uh, I walk in. It's kind of like it's kind of like a house studio where like I'm sure somebody lived there. And, um, you know, they had rooms in the back. 
uh, you kind of walk in, or maybe they like maybe they did porn. Like it, it probably could be like a great location for like a casting call situation. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I walk in, and um, you know, there's only like I think two other black dudes who I'm like, I'm sure you're you're reading for this person. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? like it wasn't it wasn't like hard to to figure out. And I would be honest with you, like, I've always had anxiety about reading in public as far as, like, I always felt like if I read and I come across a word that I know I'm supposed to know and I don't know it or I can't pronounce, like, pronounce it correctly, like, it's super embarrassing and, like, I I, I don't like it. I don't like it. it like, in high school... And maybe even in middle school, I, I don't, I don't know how how early it dates back, but I remember when I had to read, like when we would, like you take a chapter or you take a paragraph, you take a paragraph. I would, I would count the the paragraphs ahead of time, and then I would like flip pages and I would read the paragraph in my head first before it came to me to you know it came time for me to read out loud so so like i would know or i at least would be prepared for it and uh same thing kind of went for the audition like it kind of it kind of all came rushing back where you know um before the audition uh there was there was no script you basically go there and they hand you a script they give you like a minute or so to you know read through and um then you sort of act it out and uh by the time I went in, I just kind of, I have this, I just kind of like fell back on my comedian self. So as soon as I walked in, I'm just kind of cracking jokes and making people laugh. How y'all doing? What's good? And uh, then they hand me the script and I'm like, all right, let me look at this. And there was, it was, it was, it was fine. But there, I remember it having one particular part that was like, uh, why is that? It wasn't that, but like that's the best thing that I can remember it just had like this real like 1992 black dude uh phrase or 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 saying it was something very like uh, I don't know if I can we don't talk this way you know it was was one of those and I remember sort of uh ad-libbing that line and I, I think the first time we did it it was fine but it wasn't like good and I think uh I did it a second time um and I, I I remember wanting to do it again and it was like we we've seen enough and I I would admit the second time was definitely like pretty good but I didn't think it was like great and I, I thought we was about to just keep going and they know we've seen enough and I think I got the I think I actually got the part based off of not how I, how well I read the lines or anything like that. I think I got it based off of the characteristic and the mannerism because, you know, being, being a comic relief, especially in this situation, like it's all about timing and how you do things and how you say things. And uh, <laughs> uh, to fast forward, I remember when we were doing the movie, I had to say, uh, ex- ex- God damn it! <laughs> ex- existential, existential. God damn it! You know what? I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna practice the word and I'm gonna come back. Existential. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I remember I had to say that and I couldn't say it, which much 
similar to now where they changed the line where they let me just mess the word up. And um, I think I got the part just because of me just trying to like be this. I like, I think, like I said, I, I, I'm sure there was other people that auditioned that were like just better actors and better this and better that. I think I got it because of how well I was able to be in the moment and, and sort of bring this character off the page. And even though it wasn't perfect or good, you know, traditional audition, uh, I think I did just enough to to have them all say, yep, that's that's Daryl. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'll be right back. Extrastential. Oh, I think I think I almost said it perfectly. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'll be right back. Peace Talk Podcast. And we is about to get into career suicide uh, after I finish this uh, movie chat. So uh, go grab something to drink or, or or go go tinkle, and I'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Um, existential. Ah, I still, I still kind of oofed it. Um, oof is a is a sound that comes from. Uh, I mentioned me and my me and my son play roll Roblox. I call them Roblox blocks. But like in the, in the game, like when you die, you oof, and it makes that sound like oof. So I I oofed it. But uh, I wanted I wanted to real quick. Um, I pulled it up. So the the movie was is called Elastic Heart, and I wanted to read the summary. So West is the main character. He suddenly realized his ex girlfriend, who suddenly left him, Shannon, was the one. With the help of her best friend Taylor, West embarks on a mission to win Shannon back by completing thirteen impossible tasks. All with the hope that once he finds her, Shannon will actually take him back. It was uh, done by Marcus Strickland, who is the director. And uh, again, everybody part of the project was just just great. Like it was it was just ideal. Um, the the guy who played Wes, a main character, his name is uh, Leon, and he was just like super funny, uh, very professional. A lot of his roles that he had done prior very very like serious roles and uh he kind of came into it and just was you know he just he just he was just great he was hilarious you know what i mean like just absolutely absolutely hilarious um and uh i don't know it was it was just it's pretty dope it's pretty dope so i get the role and they basically just say hey hang tight we'll we'll let you know about the schedule and um at this time, I wasn't working, or was I working? Uh, I'm not sure. There, there, there was this time where I decided I was going to sell cars. Like this was going to be like a real thing. Like I was like, I'm going to sell cars uh, because first of all, I needed money, and uh, it seemed like a pretty decent opportunity. It seemed like, hey, this is a 
let's try this. Um, without going too deep into that whole s- situation, it was like the worst job I've ever had. And it, it honestly wasn't that bad, but I feel like it was the worst. You know what I mean? And I, and I watched it. My first job that I ever had was washing dishes at an all-you-can-eat buffet restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dishes just kept coming. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, like, I would get, like, 50 plates from, like, two tables. You know, like, just people with, like, you know, a biscuit and, and onion rings on a plate and then mashed potatoes and, uh macaroni cheese were the worst they were just the worst to to clean but anyway i'm getting off i'm getting off point as i as i always do but like selling cars was like super like hard and dishonest and i hated it and i had to take a cold shower um after every day and um i went to you know i went there and you you basically you you they like they teach you about the cars and there's a lot of programs that help you but many sales guys will tell you, like, you, you, need, you don't need to know about these cars. Like, all you need to know is, like, the features, and then you just got to sell people, you know, or, or sell to people. And then they give you, like, two weeks to do, like, this program. And then after I did the program, I quit. And pretty much, like, after you, like, the whole program is, like, how to lie. You know, how to lie to people. You know, how to how to come off convincing. How to do this. How to do that. And uh, the instructor was do- like, here's what I learned about myself. Also, in like these professional settings, I do wonders. Like, I I stand out. I'm at the top of my class. I use my comedy to really like, you know, read the crowd and and, and entertain. Um, but then when it comes to like, <laughs> you know, like the actual job or like doing what I got to do, I'd be like, uh, fuck this. This is dumb. So, um, I I don't know. I I, I think I had that job at this time of the audition and getting in or whatever. And I knew I wasn't going to stay. So, um, and the thing about working, you know, at a dealership, like you work, you know, like crazy hours, like you can work seven days in a row and then you get two days off and it'd be like Monday, Tuesday this month. And then like Wednesday, Saturday, it's super crazy. You know, you work every weekend. Obviously this is completely going to conflict with doing comedy and everything like that. And so, I just really was using this time to try to figure out what I wanted to do. So um, I was basically waiting for my schedule. And I think I had left the <laughs> I left the dealership for another retail job, which I was I don't even think I was excited for. Um, I was working at uh, Journeys, which not like it wasn't a bad job. Um, I just don't wear shoes from journeys you know like this is the first time you know i i went from working at finish line which uh i wore shoe their shoes religiously um even after leaving the company and 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 being fired uh quote unquote i still have bought things from finish line um i worked at zoomies for a while and i had never probably step foot in the zoomies prior to actually working there and i actually grew to really enjoy a lot of things about that company uh there were some things i didn't enjoy but that's another conversation for another time and uh i found myself at journeys which is really kind of a in between the two companies and you know they they have they have like converse they have you know they have very very known brands there and, and all of that 
I just wasn't a journeys guy. And I didn't really see myself being there that long, but I definitely, you know, like I needed a job where I can control my own hours. And um, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't invested in it as I had been in previous jobs. And I'll be honest with you, I still did a really great job. Like I still did a lot of the things that I was supposed to do and I went above and beyond even, you know, like it's that integrity thing. Like I, when, even when nobody was looking, I still did, um, you know, I still did the right things. Um, I think I, I think I did a good job or at least I did a a really great, um, I was really great at, you know, just being a great representation of, of myself and the company, even though I had only been there for a short time. Um, and uh, it just it was it was all very all full circle because I was right back at Metro Center Mall, which is a mall that, you know, 20 years ago, uh, apparently used to be like this really huge deal in Arizona. And then it went to shit and it just never came out of it. In fact, when I moved to Arizona with Finish Line, I was working at Metro Center Mall and it really had it like it, it was down. It was dead. It was it was a pretty shitty mall. And I was just excited to be there and do the things that I needed to do. And then I, you know, I went on and did other things. So to to return back to the mall that that really had kind of got me out there, I was kind of excited about it, even though things had completely changed and it was super dirty and they had roaches. And our store was like right by the uh, the food court. So like uh, not to like freak anybody else or gross anybody out, but like. It was a pretty fucking dirty uh, place, and uh, <laughs> like like certain companies would like pay for extermination, and certain other companies wouldn't. So like, what I'm pretty sure would happen was like the roaches would like, hey, they're spraying this week at you know Shields or wherever. Let's let's all go to you know this mom and pop store or this Oriental rug place for like a couple weeks and then you know when the fumes and everything is done well we'll just come on back and so that's 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 how I feel like it was I ended up having one I'm pretty sure that's where I ended up landing and I got my schedule and hey we're gonna we're gonna film and I remember the first day I was super nervous you know I I didn't show it because I I showed up not really knowing at all what to do and how to do things and you know where to stand and how loud should I talk? You know, like what's in frame, what's not in frame. I really didn't know anything, but once everything really just kind of started, it just all, I won't say came natural. It, it, it all was, it was what much more simple than, than I thought, or at least whatever I had built up in my head. And it just, beca- like I said, it became fun. Um, we got, we got some, some, crazy like our first day we filmed with the kids so it was it was a uh, you know it was we were we were count count camps we were camp counselors and uh you know we had like kids and um we have a scene where we have like an epic uh water water balloon fight and we get to like hit kids with water balloons and it was it was just it was really fun it was it was a lot of fun and uh it was it was there's a scene in the movie where uh i kiss the main character like again my character is kind of a goofball and uh he he was he was kind of like kind of a slob but not really but kind of um but he got women you know what I'm saying? like he, he, you know it it was it was a very well 
it was a very fun person to play but there's a scene where like i'm like uh and you know what you know what the they reminded me of and i, I constantly kind of brought this up was uh if you guys have ever seen the show scrubs with the two main characters jd and turk uh those two is kind of like i had them in the back of my mind when i was acting out as as this character because they had this very you know guy love type of relationship and there's just the scene where like we're we're being very competitive and like we're in each other's face and then my character like goes the extra mile and like kisses them on the on the lips like gives them a peck like you know what i mean just to kind of like push him to the next uh level and that was day one and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, can we, can we, can I, you know, can, can we, can I kiss him on the eyebrow? Can we do something else? And, uh, nah, from like day one, I was like, nope, it's in the script. This is what you signed up for. Um, that's what we gonna do. And, uh, by the end of the day, it was just, it was fun. It was fucking fun. I, uh, I had, I had the time of my life. Um, there was some. And there were some serious scenes in there. A lot of my, you know, I, I remember my second day, I had like, oh, I had like a, you know, pages of dialogue. Because there's this scene where me and the, and Wes, that's that's the character name. But me and, me and Wes are sitting down and we're just going through like the the 13 impossible tasks that he had to do. Like he, Like basically he had to do all these things to prove that, you know the woman that he loved like he he had to win her back and and i'm like dude it ain't worth it don't don't do it and if you are gonna do it you know and and we just a lot of lines to remember and um the second day was probably my most challenging but again i kind of got through it and it's like let's let's go you know there's a lot of downtime when you're not filming you know you you have to be upset at uh, at a certain time and you gotta be in costume or whatever but you don't perform for like you know two hours so you have nothing to do we just kind of sit around but then when it's time for you to go you gotta you gotta bring it and uh again it was it was just really fun um, like i said i was the only non-professional actor that i know of um a part of the project and then i had, I had a very major role so it was also pretty cool to sort of um kind of rise to the occasion and like again even like all the cameos or all the small parts were like by like these professional people who were just like huge long resumes and uh i was like yeah this is my first time you know what i mean be hey be easy take your time so uh i don't know it was it was a really fun time um we wrapped up uh they caught us back i think uh probably a month or two to do a couple of reshoots and i just remember not being in that space anymore um my hair was a little different um because i I think i had cut it a little bit or you know like my facial hair you know was lined up a little um and i I was just hoping that it this would this would come out and we would possibly have a premiere i told him yeah i was going to be moving and uh it was like hey if we we, if we have a premiere we'll fly you out and all this stuff and you know talking to some of the other actors like there's so much you know in this and they they've seen some of the 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 drafts where you know things were just looking great i believe we just didn't raise enough money that we needed to really go forward with it and that was really just like it you know it's just like hey we'll let you know if anything kind of comes of it and nothing did 
and uh, it sucked because there were just some really fun, very funny moments. And I think I think it could have been it could have been um, it could have been great to see. So I just thought I'd share all that because I know I've mentioned probably four different times on previous episodes and then i have people that i say hey you guys have questions and they never get like send them they always kind of like it's always through conversation like hey by the way you ever uh going to talk about that movie that you were in but uh that was that was that check out the trailer and uh again it would have been fun but you know that's that's just how these things come together who knows uh maybe it'll come out in you know four years (laughs) from now and uh, I could be like, oh, that one movie that you guys all saw. So, um, switching gears, I wanted to kind of get into this idea of here's where I am. Here's where I am in comedy. I miss comedy. I've been missing comedy so much lately, like, like almost pathetically. Um, again, one of the one of the best parts about right now in this quarantine 2020 is that I've been stuck with my project, and that's been kind of holding me over. I've rewatched it uh, a bunch of times. Again, I, I, I'm starting to just really appreciate it for what it is. Um, and I feel really, like I said, I'm very proud of the project. I had a best friend watch it, and, and she didn't give me any type of feedback. You know, in fact, no, I take that back. Her her uh, her feedback was, it looked really great. Like, the, the film quality was really great. I was like, what about the jokes? Or, like, like, did you laugh? Did you did you hate it? Like, was it, was it funny? Was it this? And I think that's just the artist in me that that really wants to um, entertain and, and have everyone enjoy what it is that I'm doing. And I've realized not everybody will. And it makes me sad because obviously you want to put out something that you think universally everybody's just going to love and enjoy and, and watch a million times. Well, really, it's just about um, putting together some jokes and material recording it and sharing that and then you know hopefully it 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 resonates uh with some people i had another best friend just absolutely love it he never seen me perform live so everything he's seen from me has been all online but we again we have we have that type of you know relationship where we we talk and we're just laughing most of the time um and as I as again as as I said you know as I've rewatched it I, I I pick up on things that I really enjoy and uh, it's just it's been a difficult process to independently do all this I've I've had a lot of, a lot of failure the, this last month of of trying to put it out and and how to put it out and and just you know. I wish I could have done this differently and, and so on and so forth. And then it's all independent. Like I am literally the only person that is behind all of these decisions, which, you know, all these, these other, you know, comments that have these opportunities where, you know, the a record company or they'll be like, Hey, we'll, we'll film it. We'll put it out. We'll get your percentage. Happy day. You know, like this is me just blowing everybody up and just saying, Hey, support me check this out and again i like i said i'm proud of it meaning um i really i really think it's it's worth watching uh, worth watching and i think if you watch it i think you'll laugh and i think ultimately you'll you'll enjoy some parts of it that that'll that hopefully really like stay with you for a little bit so um so that's that that's the project that that'll be coming out uh, I did a digital download, but uh, the it's streaming now on like all. Well, not I take that back. I got a couple of singles that are streaming 
on you know Spotify and iTunes and like all, every major platform you can type in Day Peace and you're gonna find uh, a couple of my singles to the album out for free check them out listen let me know what you think like them follow do whatever to make it seem like hey he doing numbers because this is so much to look to know and learn and I'm so at the bottom of the of the the totem pole but the more people share it and watch I'm sorry the more people share it and like it and listen and like the the better so um you come across that please do the official album will come out streaming um on Bandcamp which is uh this really cool company that that I kind of stumbled across stum- stumbled upon because I was doing research and a, one comic was talking about it and I I checked them out and they seem great they take a shit ton of percentage <laughs> like I didn't realize how much percentage they take um but the like the how they do things and how they have it all set up is so it's worth it it's worth it so that'll come out on the 28th of april and uh like i said you can you'll hear you can hear singles on on streaming platforms i decided not to put the entire album out on streaming because i i want to hold on to some of my art and i don't want to put everything out for free um and then i like i said ultimately want to do like a dvd or blu-ray so that's just all selfless promotion. I apologize, but uh, what else? It's my podcast. Okay, I can do whatever. I can do whatever I want to do. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick break, and then I'll be back with that career suicide. Suicide. We back. Not not to go too far, like, but I I just realized you guys won't. There's a great chance you guys will never watch this movie, so I wanted to share just a little bit more about it. That way, you there, there's all kind of a uh, there's some closure to it. It was really, really fun. Um, I had an opportunity to to ad lib and change lines, which is really, really like free uh, as an artist. Again, when you got to say, "What's up, you my." Hey, you my homeboy, you know, and it's 2016. You're like, uh, you my dude, you my guy, you my, you know, like you, I got, I got to do a lot of that. And then we also just, I think this is a little bit funnier. Uh, can I try this? Can we try that? And, um, that, 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 that aspect was, was wonderful. Um, I don't feel like we did a bunch of different takes, um, where like there was a bunch of screw ups. Um, I do remember there was one day where uh, part of the scene required me like to I, I, I bring Wes to a, a book club because I'm like, hey, you you know where you need to meet women at, you know, where you need to meet women at. And I take him to a book club, which is all women. And we we're all talking about like the book that we just read. And I'm all like. I'm all in that shit. Like, this is a great book. I read it. It's amazing. You know, I'm I'm telling them about the main characters, but I'm really just doing that so I can get some some you know book club puss or whatever. And uh, I just I kept sweating so profusely. Like we had to stop because I again I had a jacket on, uh, like one of those suit jackets. And uh, you know we're kind of in a closed space, and there's like you know six of us. You know me, Wes, and there, I think there's two. Uh, probably, probably four to maybe five, uh, women, you know, uh, in this book club that I'm trying to impress. And it's like, uh, I know we have to like stop, cut, you know, you know, you know, wipe, wipe them down that that was probably the only time that I can remember having to, to, to do a bunch of re, you know, cutting stops. Um, I didn't realize how 
uh, how much airplanes really hurt movies. <laughs> you know, say so like you're doing a movie and if you are recording and an airplane kind of flies by and it, you know, that sound all picks up and it's it's like it's crazy. We you know we were in Arizona at this time and and we were sometimes indoors and we had to cut the ac just because of how the sound can pick that up so there'll be times where we were just like oh my goodness it's so freaking hot um but we had to do it for the movie so um it, it's really like i said it's, it's a love story where he realizes he wants this, wants this girl back he finds her best friend he kind of like convinces her hey uh i'll do whatever it takes to get her back he does all these 13 things which is just crazy from running a, a mile and I don't know, three minutes, just something crazy where he has to train for. And um, there, there are scenes where me and him are battling like this neighborhood kids because they're like bullies and they throw eggs at us and we can throw eggs back at them. And uh, it was just, it was just a lot of, it was like, like a, just a lot of fun. Um, I, there were some heart to heart moments. Uh, he eventually gets the girl back. Spoiler alert. But there's some heart to it, you know. There, there's, you know, uh, uh, someone in the movie passes away, so there's, there's a lot of heart to it. There's, you know, pulling on your heartstrings and so on and so forth. But uh, super, super fun, and uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that experience. Boom, done. Hopefully, you feel good about that. And if not, what do you want me to do? Okay, I, can't, I got it. Unless you got like thousands of dollars and you can invest. Uh, so. I, I just I was thinking about like where I am in comedy and like huh, I I I just have had some I I, to, I don't want to make this sound like oh I hate you know this 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 business but there are some parts that I just do not care for and one of the biggest things is this there's politics and there's politics and everything I don't think that really bothers me as much as it should what what really bothers me is like how people are little bitches <laughs> like, just be like there'd be like there'd be like comics that like um i call them gatekeepers so like a lot of comics that book clubs or a lot of comics that book you know venues and places that you want to perform at you want to be at they get like this sense of power and they're like hey you gotta you gotta kiss the ring you gotta you know tickle tickle the balls and then i'll consider booking you and and so on and so forth and i feel like um the later i've gotten my career the more i've just gotten tired of it even though i play the game uh but i think after this point especially coming out of this goddamn quarantine shit like i'm done with that like either you're gonna book me or you're not i had this one guy who like really really was angry with me uh i can't think of his name uh oh i do i do because that's why we that's why we fell out we fell out because of because of his name his name was cullen ryan cullen ryan and uh he's in fucking wisconsin and really cool spot that he is a part of and again he's one of those guys that like hey i'm i'm running this really fucking cool room even though i'm not that great of a comic or whatever but like hey you know what I mean? You gotta kiss the ring. You want to do that thing? You know, like you want to, you want to, you want to do this room. I get booked. I do the, I do the show. It was actually a, a pretty fun show. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, made decent money for what it was, and uh, you know, just just can't wait to come back. Me and him actually had a good conversation. We went back and forth. You know, like about the next time I'm coming out, if he ever wants to come to Iowa, just stuff like that. And um, 
after that, you know, I reached out, hey, Ryan, um, when can I get back on the show? So on and so forth. He was one of those guys that like, he'll read a message, not reply. I have to mention this. When I first met him and it was all through Messenger, you know, I called him Ryan once in Messenger and he was all like, hey, my name's not Ryan, it's Colin. And I was like, my bad. That was that. So uh, after meeting him and then trying to get rebooked and and when I can come back, because usually you want to set things up in a span of about nine nine months to a year of, of, of a return date depending on, you know, the venue and how frequent, but most places, um, for you, when you headline or such and such, it's, it's typically about a year or so. And, uh, I called him Ryan again. And at this time, I'm not calling him Ryan because I didn't know his name. I'm calling him Ryan as like, uh, like if someone calls me, Hey, peace, you know, I wouldn't be like, don't fucking call me that, you know, but apparently maybe, maybe now thinking about it, maybe he's gone through his whole life and everybody is like, Hey, your first name is fucking dumb. I'm going to call you by your last name. Cause it's a better last name or you have two first names. I don't know what it, maybe that, maybe he's got some demons. He's got to work out. But, uh, but yeah, I called him Ryan. Uh, and he was like, dude, you, you've met me in person. I, I've told you before. My first name is in this you know that that and i was like hey i didn't i didn't mean anything by it you're right i should have you know not called you that i, I could have been you know i should have whatever but i wasn't saying it to like because i didn't know your first name you know it's facebook it says your first name you know what i mean i was just saying it like yo what's up what's good um uh, but he took a huge offense and then um he basically refused to book me for like two years but he wouldn't say it he would just be like super passive aggressive and uh it was this year where he finally was like dude i'm never gonna book you again and this is right right before the like this is right when the pandemic was really happening and i was just going through my messages and i got to a point now where i just start fucking with him like every three months i'd be like yo what's up hey how's it going when you go you know just 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 almost being annoying and i i, I probably i probably made it way worse but I, I i picked up on him being a little bitch super early and I just needed confirmation. And maybe this is just me being team petty, but he finally was like, hey, I'm never going to book you ever again. <laughs> and I was like, finally, bitch, you said it. I didn't say that. I, I said something like, hey, I just, I, I knew that you were just acting this way like a little girl. And, you know, I said my piece very professionally. And I just realized at that moment, and as I move forward, I'm done with that. I'm done with that little, like, playing the game. Uh, I mentioned this, like I worked with uh, Jimmy Walker and that just was fucking whack. Like he was so, so, and I don't use this word a lot, coony. He was, he was fucking cool. Like he was a dude that like got up and like purposely talked about and made fun of and brought down black people. You know, he had this one joke where he talked about like, did you know there's a, <laughs> he was like, did you know there's a, a website for black people? Uh, like a dating website for black people, uh, like a blackpeoplemeet.com kind of thing. You know what it's called? You know what it's called? Prison. And I was like, what? Nigga, what? It was it was so like sad and degrading. And um, the funny part is, and the reason why this story is so memorable is because on the lineup was all black comics. So it was him and it was me and, and two other guys. It was four guys total and, and Jimmy was supposed to headline because he's he's Jimmy. He's a headliner. He's that person. He's that he's that guy. We get it. Um 
And then the venue basically just kind of reached out for some opening acts. And uh, they reached out to one guy who kind of told us about it. My dude, Perry, Perry T, told me and Bernard Bell uh, about the show. And, I, you know, I was like, let's let's do it. You know, the drive, it's like a five-hour drive from where I'm at. But I was down. I thought it would be kind of cool, a little, little road trip. We were all getting paid like 50 bucks. And I was like, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. But, <laughs> but uh, we... Uh, you know, negotiated. We talked to the the venue. They were really cool. They brought us in. Jimmy did not want to work with black guys or black comics. I should say, he was very much like, I wasn't expecting it to be an urban show. How, why? How the fuck in Keokuk, Iowa? And I say Keokuk, like you guys know where that is, but it's a super small town, not smaller than where I live, but it's a very Mason City ish, like a uh, twenty thousand. 22,000 maybe uh, people. Um, I know they had a gas station. I know they had a Dollar General. And I know they had a couple of restaurants. You know what I mean? Like a McDonald's and a, a Domino's. Like all, all the usual. The usual suspects. A Hardee's. The usual suspect. And uh, always like eight subways. You know, just always. Subway, subway is out there hustling. I feel like ever since Jared started fucking those, like he's with those, messing with those kids or whatever, it's just like, hey, we just need to get more subways out and let's detach from, from them. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, he was just like super fucking whack. Like he, he really, he really like, I, we, we felt like he, he didn't want to, to be at this show. Like this was like not good for him. Uh, I know the venue and the venue didn't really care for him, which I think was kind of cool. Cause we, we were able to kind of like, Hey, let's talk real. Uh, what do you guys think of that? How do you feel about this? And they was like, "Hey, we probably won't get him back again." And he didn't. He didn't have like a strong drug, like pool. He didn't sell all, all of his merch, like he shit like that. Um, he decided to flip the show when we get there. So we all get there. Obviously, we're the opening acts. He was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna go first, do my hour, and then y'all can go." And then what he did is he goes, he does a pretty horrible job. And not, don't get me wrong, there were people that enjoyed it. And when I say that, I'm pretty sure racist people. <laughs> I think a lot of people that was like, woo, he's 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 talking shit about black people. Like, if he can do it, we can do it, or it's okay. And uh, he does his he does his his time. And uh he wanted us to all be clean, by the way. He he wanted us to you know, be very PG. His set was more PG 13 ish. And I'm pretty sure he, uh, like he said, pussy. And like he said, he said some non TV words or, and, uh, uh, and, uh, after his set, he goes downstairs. It was, it was two, two floor thing. He goes downstairs, you know, sets up his merchandise and he's selling shirts. He's selling this, he's selling that. And then, um, he was pretty much like, okay, um, let's go and let's start the second part of the show. He goes upstairs, brings on Bernard Bell, who was the first of our opening acts. Bernard went, then Perry, and then I was basically going to close out the show. Uh, after he brings up Bernard, he just dipped. He just left. Mind you, after his set, half of the people that was upstairs went downstairs buy merchandise or say hi to them, take pictures, whatever, and then they just fucking left. They just dipped. So, so, so he comes back on stage, basically, he's like, hey, uh, next person comes to the stage is Bernard Bell. Bernard gets on stage and, and Jimmy Walker just leaves. 
Bernard does a great job. Bernard is the dirtiest of all of us, and he was super clean. Uh, the next guy gets on Perry. Uh, he says fuck like super fast. And by the time I got on stage, I was like, hey, I think we're throwing out all the rules. And um, it ended up being a really fun show for the most part. But like, I was like, this dude is fucking whack. Uh, Louis C.K. I worked with uh, early, early, early. But this is non-controversial. And this is, you know, nothing to do with anything that's going on now. Um uh, Ron, huh? oh, I guess I'm supposed to be shitting on people. You know, you know the person who I was most disappointed about working with is uh, Marlon Wayans, and I say that because I worked really hard to to get myself on his show. He had two shows at a casino here in Iowa, super close to where I live, and uh, the radio that I, I work with that I do once a month was interviewing him and the guy here yo he basically gave me a platform to like ask Marlon right on radio it was recorded but right on radio like hey can I do some time and he gave me a guest spot on the second show of the casino and it happened to be like a blizzard <laughs> to this day so the first show was super packed the second show was super light and I say super light it's it, it mean Marlon's still a huge deal so I think they set out for like 400 seats the first show had I would probably say about 350. The second show probably had about 200. It was just, but it was noticeably different. Um, working with them, we like we didn't really have any kind of interaction. I uh, he did the whole first show. I actually sat in the crowd, had tickets paid, the whole thing, and then everybody cleared out. And then in between the the first and the second show, I kind of crept back to. It wasn't a green room, but it was like a, a holding area in which they had him. Um, and I just kind of popped in. I was like, hey, introduce myself. He looked at me for like a couple seconds and he was eating at the time. So, I, you know, out of respect, I get that. Um, but then that was it. Like he didn't look at me anymore. Uh, didn't talk directly to me. I ended up talking to the uh, other, the his opener, who was a really uh, funny dude. Um and that was really my interaction. He just looked at me for a couple of seconds, kept eating his sandwich. Um, the next time I saw him is when he was walking on stage because I was behind stage. I, I did a guest spot and uh, I was already behind stage. So I just kind of stayed back there until he walked on stage and he had he walked by me and he, he gave me a very generic like... Um, I don't know. I don't even know if he said good job. I know he didn't hear what I know he didn't hear my set. And I'll be honest with you, I killed. It was only five minutes, but it was a really strong five minutes. Uh, I had the I, I had the host. I had, I had this guy. He was rolling, and I was just I was just disappointed, you know. And and then they dipped like they after he got off stage, they took the back door out. I thought they were going to kind of come back through where they where they were in that holding room, but nope. And uh, you know, like I said, our whole my whole interaction with him was very much like like I didn't matter, and I, I can I can understand like hey I'm I'm up here and you know you're down here, but what what I walked away with was uh, hey you just this is my show and you shouldn't even be on it, and I'm giving you an opportunity. So, uh, what more do you want from me? And I guess I just took that as like, I hope that, I hope I don't kind of turn into that. I hope I don't, 
And you know, the funny thing is I've, I've worked with other people, you know, you know, his brother, Damon Wayans. I work with other people that are huge up there, but they still have like a decent courtesy. And maybe that's what I felt was missing from our interaction. But uh, that's it. That's, that's all the time I got for now. I'd love to go into more stories, but uh, I feel like I've bored you guys already so much with these stories about my movie that never came out and uh, two, two people that I work with that uh, was pretty crappy uh, experiences. Actually, again, the experience was not that bad. It was just the interactions that were bad. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you guys continue to stay safe. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. And uh, please, 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 two things. One, um, you can now spot, like you can donate to uh, monthly to the podcast. There's a link uh, that you can click on and support. And it's basically, hey, donate a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars every month. That really just helps keep this afloat and keep me doing these these um, these episodes much more consistent, where I can really kind of take it to that 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 those other levels. Which really it. it when I when I get a chance to record the episode is really just looking at my weeks and realizing this is the best time for me to do it. If I had like a consistent investment, it'll really kind of encourage me to make sure these are the days that I record. This is the times that I need to get them out. I think it would really help with me not missing a week or, or so as I move forward. Um, and then the second thing is if you have, uh, no matter how you listen to it, please get the Anchor app. What you can do with the Anchor app that's pretty dope is you can actually record a message and I can add that message to the episode so you can be featured on it your own voice your question or your message and i love to do that so please 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 it only takes a couple of minutes uh you download it you record a message send it to me i'll keep it you know locked and then uh i'll put on the next episode or so and uh that'd be pretty cool so uh i think i may have an example on this episode so i'll see if i can put that out if not catch it on the next one uh i had fun talking hope you guys had fun listening my name is day peace and i see y'all i'm out peace if you had an all expense paid trip to anywhere in the world for two weeks where would you want to go that question comes from one of my best friends in this whole entire world uh, Shinora, who, uh, if I, if I had an all play, all paid vacation, uh, I would, for two weeks, everything, pay, my wife's vagina, that's where I'm going, setting up shop, bringing a lawn chair, <laughs> one of those umbrellas, just hanging tight with my feet up. Seriously, if I had an all paid vacation trip, I'd love to go to Africa. I think it'd be really great to just experience the culture where, my uh, ancestors like my heritage is from i think that would be just an amazing uh, opportunity and and i don't necessarily feel like africa is just this destination you know vacation destination place to a lot of people but from my understanding it's a very beautiful very earth rich just uh place and i think if obviously everything is paid for i can pick just some beautiful place to to go and just learn. And uh, I think that'd be really cool to, you know, pet a lion and do white people shit and, you know, just, just have a great time. So I appreciate your question. And I love to do one or more of these on every episode. So do exactly what she did. Um, download the uh, Anchor app, 
record a message or question or whatever, and I'll put on the next one. See you guys.